Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, October 20th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Students are taking care of chickens, pigs, sheep, and goats at a small school in Iowa. The biggest thing the kids learn um, is just how to treat the animals, how to interact with them. In just a few minutes, we will explore how a small farm at a school helps children learn. Tensions between Democratic members of the St. Louis County Council have boiled over. It's about enforcement of the county's mask mandate in the council chambers. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. St. Louis County has an indoor mask mandate in place, and Councilwoman Lisa Clancy wanted Council Chairwoman Rita Days to enforce it on Tuesday night in chambers. And I've joined in-person meetings tonight because I hope tonight's meeting would be masked and safe for all. After Clancy's motions were voted down, Days accused Clancy of trying to embarrass the council. That eventually led to this exchange between the two Democrats. And we're going to leave it right there. So with that, we will move on to Madam the chair. No, ma'am. No, ma'am, you are not recognized. I'm talking. Clancy ended up walking out of the chambers and participating in the rest of the meeting in her office. Days noted the county mask mandate does not have an enforcement mechanism. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Governor Mike Parson's office is outlining how an estimated $50 million will be spent following a security breach involving the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education in Missouri. The estimate includes credit monitoring and a call center to help roughly 100,000 teachers whose social security numbers were vulnerable. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch says it found that vulnerability and flagged the issue to the Education Department. The newspaper says it gave the agency time to fix the issue before publishing a report on it. Parson has cast blame on the newspaper for finding the problem. A Democratic state representative is pointing to those online security risks as another reason for a cybersecurity commission she helped create. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, Ashley Ani says no further action on the commission has been taken since a measure to form the panel became law. In her first year as a Missouri lawmaker, Ani worked with a Republican representative to pass the Missouri Cybersecurity Act, which establishes the Missouri Cybersecurity Commission. It will work to identify possible risks to the state regarding cyber attacks. The bill passed via an omnibus bill focused on public safety, which Ani says was a good fit for the legislation. It's crucial that we look at this from a public safety perspective and uh, realize that this cybersecurity affects everybody. However, other than signing the bill into law in July, Ani says she believes Governor Mike Parson is not prioritizing the commission, having not even appointed any members. I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. A Metro East school district is starting a program to address the ongoing teacher shortage and a lack of diversity. Collinsville Community Unit School District Number 10 has launched K-Hawks Teaching K-Hawks. The idea is to get current high school students interested in education as a career with the hope they will return to teach in the district. Superintendent Brad Skirtich says the program gives students a taste of what teaching is really like. They also get to experience teaching strategies and lesson plans, and then they get to also visit classrooms and be a part of that interaction with elementary and primary age students to see if this is an opportunity that they want to pursue as a career. Students in the program will receive a $1,000 scholarship per year for four years to help with college expenses. 
Skirdich was a guest yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. Even in America's breadbasket, most children know more about TikTok than livestock. But some schools are making farm work classwork. As Harvest Public Media's Katie Pikus reports, they've built chicken coops and sheep pens near playgrounds in ways that seem to pay off in the classroom. Welcome to Chicken Town! Students at Marnie Simons Elementary in Hamburg, Iowa, spend a lot of time doing chores on the school's mini farm, a chicken coop, and pens for pigs, sheep, and goats. On this day, the children help farm school coordinator Spencer Baldwin trim the chickens' wings. Okay, we'll spread that out. Bam, bam. See, it doesn't even care. The small Southwest Iowa School District has 50 chickens, four sheep, three goats, and two piglets. Students learn the basics of livestock anatomy and diet. But Baldwin says there's a larger lesson. The biggest thing the kids learn um, is just how to treat the animals, how to interact with them. You know, um, especially these littler, these little kids, my kindergartners out here. When we were first out here, they liked to, to run and chase me, you know, and they, they don't mean anything by it. They just want to be around them. They want to they wanna pet them, they want to snuggle them, whatever. But Baldwin says the younger kids quickly learned not to stress the animals by chasing them. The older children, like fifth grader Kayla McIntosh, put in some real farm work. She wants to help deliver the sheep's babies this spring. I've never lived on a farm, so I actually want to experience it. Most kids in the town of 1,100 people don't live on a farm, but the majority of Hamburg students get in on farm school. And some teachers say it's affected their classes in a good way. First grade teacher Michelle Hendrickson says her students gravitate towards reading books about farm animals. They do dive into the farm animals and want to learn more about the chickens, and more so the animals that we've had on the farm um, have sparked an interest in their reading. She says her students have become more productive because they're eager to finish tasks so they can help out on the farm. But it's not all cute chicks and playful swine. Hamburg Superintendent Mike Wells says the farm teaches children a work ethic, and maintaining a farm at a school is a lot of work. On weekends, who takes care of the animals? You have to set up a system of kids who are dependable to come in and feed and take care of the animals. Wells says if someone doesn't lock up the chickens at night, raccoons or possums could kill them. This is the farm school's fifth year. It started after a group of students incubated some chicken eggs. Those eggs became chicks that grew up and needed a home. Students had to get special permission from the city council because local laws forbid livestock in town. All these buildings out here were built by kids. They're not perfect, but it was their design and, and they built it. A few other Iowa schools have small farm schools too and several schools in Columbia, Missouri raise chickens. Iowa 4-H Youth Development's Ben Pullen says the number of children who live on farms and raise livestock for 4-H projects is shrinking. Which is where having these special projects, having these, these different opportunities, allows for youth to engage in these things that maybe didn't have that opportunity otherwise. And with the number of farms also decreasing, people fall out of touch with where their food comes from. Natalie Carroll is a professor of agricultural science, education, and communication at Purdue University. She says a school farm can help make city kids understand farm life. Our food doesn't just come from the store. It doesn't just show up magically. And they gain an appreciation for how much it takes to raise food, the choices that have to be made. That's an important lesson at Hamburg's farm school. The piglets, the kids call them breakfast and lunch, will be slaughtered at the end of the school year. 
Farm School Coordinator Spencer Baldwin says that topic will come up. It can be a tough lesson to learn, but it's, it's a good thing to learn, especially in an agricultural community here. You know, a lot of them have, have been exposed to that. Baldwin says a few of the younger children get emotional, but the older kids help them through. Even those tough lessons feed into a hands-on education in agriculture, all part of a window into farm life for young children. Katie Pikus, Harvest Public Media. Harvest Public Media covers agriculture and rural issues in the Midwest. Shulin Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.